0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Walk Show Podcast. This is your host, Walker Near. Up front, I'd like to mention you can follow me at Twitter, at The Walk Show Pod, Instagram or Facebook at The Walk Show, or you can always email me at walker at thewalkshowpodcast.com. Uh, I'd also ask you to take a moment to like, rate, subscribe, comment, whatever uh, whatever your app lets you do that you listen to your podcast through. Uh, it helps the show just be more discoverable for other people when they search also, if you're listening to the show, I ask that you you know tell a friend. Share, uh, share what you enjoyed about it with someone else and see if we can uh, get some more ears on board for The Walk Show here. I also would like to shout out my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a gaming podcast that I host with Brett Lindley. Um, Brett and I talk about video games exclusively on that podcast, so it's a little different in format than The Walk Show. Um, But it's similar to The Walk Show in that we try and have, you know, thoughtful, long-form conversations. So it's not just news updates or just reviews or or our, you know, takes on on the latest thing in the industry necessarily. Um, We do talk about modern video gaming topics, but we also talk about, you know, just what's important to us and and what's been important to us throughout our lives and and why and and really kind of get into, um, yeah, the significance that gaming can have in life. Also, I'd like to mention the Ozarks Food Harvest. Uh, Again, as as I've stated before, I don't actually have any official relationship with Ozarks Food Harvest. However, Ozarks Food Harvest is a food bank here in southwest Missouri um, that's a a really efficiently run organization and an organization that that serves a lot of meals to a lot of, of people in need in this local area. I highly recommend that if you're in the southwest Missouri area that you find a way to either you know donate or volunteer some time um, to Ozark's food harvest to help out it's it's a mission that that I think is is universal uh, it, it's trying to help people not be hungry especially kids uh, but even adults even adults who have made <laughs> who have made bad choices and and maybe even consciously made bad decisions you know we're, we're we're well off enough in this country as a society that we can help them out and we can help people. And to be clear, not every adult who's in need is there because of a product of their own decision. So I don't mean that either. The reason I said that is just that I constantly think about kids because with kids, you know, it's not their fault and they didn't pick it. Um, but even if even if someone did consciously make a decision that, that, that made them being at a spot where they need help, uh, we should still offer that help. Before I talk about to the topic of today's show, I also just want to say you know and this is the the last podcast of two thousand and nineteen. Um, I started podcasting back in January of two thousand and nineteen uh, with the the encouragement of some friends um, and, and 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 the help of Misha Zaren's specifically, he really helped me get this show off the ground. But but really, everyone in my life at one point or another has been a tremendous help to me, whether it be encouraging me, uh, or or you know listening to the show and giving me feedback, or talking to me about ideas about the show, or or you know just whatever whatever the case is, being a guest on the show. Um, but but to everyone who's listened to the show, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure for me to to have started both this and Pick Up Your Sticks. Um, and I really just can't um, just yeah, can't say can't, can't say thanks enough because it's so much fun for me uh, to do these. Um, and that that does take me into the topic I, I you know, I've learned a lot this year um, from from doing the podcast both, you know, personally and about what what it looks like to make a podcast and how to edit stuff. Right. So technical things, but then also just, you know, lessons in life and whether that be, uh, you know, lessons about how to collaborate with someone, you know, working with Misha doing, doing the teamwork there, uh, working with Brett on the, the pick up your sticks podcast, um, whether it be learning stuff from the life coaches and the, the different, you know, more philosophical or personal development type conversations that we've had here on the walks, You're learning about music from from all sorts of people. There, there's just a lot to 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 learn and take in this year, and it's been it's been a true a true pleasure. Um, and that's what I want to talk about on today's episode is is the the biggest lesson that I that I think I've learned this year, and it's hard to boil it down. And you know, I don't mean to diminish any any other lessons in favor of the one that I'm going to share today. But, um, but yeah, I think there's one lesson that, at least for me, was the most personally significant, and one that that yeah, I found I found personally really profound. Um, all that being said, we'll get on to the episode. As always, the music for today's show is provided by Misha Zarin. So thank you so much, Misha, and let's get on to the show. Earlier this year, I did an episode on the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it was a book that I had never read before, even though it's a very famous book and I've known about it for a long time. I hadn't read it before because I thought that it was a book about how to trick people or manipulate people or, I don't know, the title, How to Win Friends and Influence People just sounds kind of um, kind of shady or something, Right. So I was always a little skeptical of it, and 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 the skepticism was unwarranted because I didn't actually explore what the book was about, other than just knowing the title and then saying no to it, right? Um, but when I read the book, it's actually just a book about empathy. It's just an entire guide about how to how to be empathetic to other people, and and to be clear, just upfront, empathy and sympathy are different in that. Sympathy is where you share emotionally, feeling-wise, where someone else is. And empathy is where you intellectually understand where that person is coming from. So you can see how they got to where they are. You, you understand them. But it doesn't mean that you take on the same feelings that they're having, right? Um, but just to, to clarify, that's what I mean when I talk about empathy is how to win friends and influence people is not that if someone else is sad you have to share in their sadness. It's that you you, if you want to connect with them you need to understand how they got to there, and and if they feel like you understand which you can achieve by listening to them, then that that will go a long way in, in building that relationship with that person, and that's not a trick right, and it's not it's not a manipulation. It's actually just as the listener doing the work of actually listening and paying attention and really thinking about what they're saying and understanding that person. Um, and and then after, after I read that book, um, I, you know, which if any of you who have not listened, you should go back and listen to the episode that I did on it. It's got the same name, how to win friends and influence people. But but after that, I started reading all, all these personal development books, which you could argue that How to Win Friends and Influence People is also a personal development book. It, it's targeted at how to increase your capacity or skill set in a given area. Um, but I started reading other books about, you know, like Discipline Equals Freedom, The Power of Habit. Um, and, then, and then I started seeing a, uh, a counselor, and the counselor suggested to me this book called Feeling Good. Which I still hope to, to talk about on the walk show at some point next year. Um, I haven't finished it yet, though, so I, I kind of want to complete it. And it's a it's not a page turner <laughs> in, in the one sense. It's not a page turner in so much as that it's you know it's just it's a book about how to deal with with depression and anxiety uh, with using cognitive behavioral therapy. But it it is a page turner in the sense that it is filled filled with just. Tremendous information. It, it it it's it's a book that was written in the eighties, and I wish I would have found it a long time ago because it would have uh, it would have been a, a nice guide for me a long time ago. Not just in how to deal with my my own feelings and my own emotional states, but also just in empathy right and in, in helping to understand what other people are feeling like and what other people are dealing with and what effective strategies I can have to help those people and interact with those people who are, are struggling with depression or anxiety um, so so those books though are, are more about like how again personal development how to how to achieve better things or build new habits or have discipline or you know, change your behaviors to to change the way that you feel, right? And and so in going into that, while How to Win Friends and Influence People jumped out as a book about empathy, um, because it, it's very explicitly a book about having empathy with other people. I didn't think that these other books and this other stuff that I've been doing was about empathy, really. It didn't it didn't jump out to me as that. Um, and what I said, you know, in the introduction here was that I what I wanted to talk about is the biggest lesson I've learned in 2019, and that lesson is actually empathy. But instead of empathy for others, and to be clear, that's still important, so it's not an either or. But but for me, the biggest thing that I've learned in 2019 is actually about having empathy for for myself, and 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 the importance of an individual being able to have empathy for themselves. And why I say that, you know, it's something I've talked about with, you know, brochure man, um, (laughs) right. Where it's this, this character that's actually just me still, but, but the idea that whenever I have bad ideas, it's not just a bad idea by itself. It's a bad idea with an entire brochure of, of justifications for why it's okay for me to do that bad idea. Right. Um, and the result of that, that's been a cycle in my life for a long time where I, I, you know, I want to do X and then brochure man shows up with Y and has a whole bunch of justifications. And so then I do Y and I don't do X that I said I wanted to do. And then I feel bad, right? Then I feel guilty about it. Um, and I am, I, I've gone through this a long, long cycle of, of shaming myself a lot and, and, you know, telling myself I'm a monster and, and it was because to me, it was always, that was what was logical, right? It was that, um, when, whenever you, there, there's all this stuff, like I played sports a lot as a kid, right? And so whenever, whenever you play sports, something that you hear all the time is that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, it matters that you tried as hard as you could. And so I kind of had that mindset with with, with goals or whatever. So let's say I want to, let's say the, the goal I've talked about a lot on this show is like, I want to lose weight. Great. Well then the lesson that I took from sports kind of is, is well, if you, if you want to lose weight, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds, but I only lose 10 pounds. But I worked as hard as I could in whatever time period I had, and ten pounds was just as much as I could produce. It was just that was just the best I could do. Well, great. Well, then I should feel good about that, and I shouldn't feel bad at all about not a- achieving my goal because maybe the goal was bad or something, right? Or or maybe I didn't understand what was really possible in the time frame I had allotted. But but regardless, I gave it my all, and I was I was a, a you know a good soldier in that fight, and so because of that, I deserve to feel proud of myself still, even though I came up short of my stated goal. However, what that what that doesn't account for is if, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds and I lose 10 pounds, but I know that's because in a, let's say, let's say I gave myself, I don't know, let's say I gave myself four months to lose 20 pounds, but I know that for that entire four months, every other week, I went to McDonald's and just had a, a you know huge meal there or I went to a Chinese buffet and just pigged out or I ate a carton of ice cream or whatever whatever the case is I I I I really didn't try as hard as I could right at least on paper like I really didn't do everything that I should have done in order to to try and lose as much weight as I could have Well so because of that how do I feel how can I say that I feel proud of myself for trying as hard as I could? Because I didn't, right? I didn't try as hard as I could. So it's like I understood having I understood the idea of having empathy for myself or 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 being being nice to myself still, right? After um after a a failure happened that wasn't that was like an accident almost or that was that was just, you know, the product of misunderstanding. But what I didn't, what I wasn't ever able to understand was to be nice to myself if I failed. And the reason I failed was because I consciously chose to fail because I consciously made the decision that I knew was, was wrong. I wasn't confused. I wasn't tricked. I wasn't drunk. (laughs) No one, no one, you know, hit me with the chloroform rag over the mouth and then I woke up in the McDonald's. You know, that didn't happen. Um, I I got in my car and I drove there, right? Or I I was at the store and I stopped my shopping cart in front of the ice cream section and filled that puppy up, you know, that that's the and those are the kinds of decisions, these self sabotaging kinds of decisions that I've that I've made throughout my life. And and when those would happen, I'm not Catholic, but I should have been, right? Because even though I didn't physically do it, in my head I am lashing myself. Um, I don't know if you've seen those priests that have like the whips that where they go over their like over their shoulder and, and lash themselves on the back as, as penance. I didn't actually do that, but but in, emotionally and mentally in my own head, that's what I was doing, right? And and the the lesson that I actually have kind of and I, I'm still I'm still mastering it. So as, as I say every time, I'm not coming to you from the mountaintop. Um, it's a lesson that I'm still I'm still internalizing, and that I'm still learning daily. Um, but it's the lesson of, of of empathy for myself, and the lesson of, of even though I got in the car and drove to the McDonald's, I I still have to. I still have to have empathy for myself, and I still have to be—I still have to be be kind and and be loving to myself. And the reason that you have to isn't isn't just because—I mean, it is because it it feels better, right? And it, it puts you in a better mental state. But it, it's also because if you don't do that and you go back into the being mean, at least—and say, I'm saying you—I'm talking about me. If I go back into the state of being mean to myself. It, it doesn't it doesn't move the needle and i can i can just prove that from a very objective high level position which is simply that with when it comes we'll just use the the topic of weight loss specifically when it comes to weight loss and me it's something i've struggled with for more than a decade and it's something that i've been super mean to myself about for more than a decade and i've not succeeded so clearly what I'm doing; those inputs are not producing the output I want. So, just from the highest level possible, you can just on paper, the, the tactics I've been using have not worked. Right now, I didn't really understand that this was playing into it; that this idea of how I treat myself and how I talk to myself was playing directly into um, my ability to be successful. I I now see that, but either way, that that's. That's just true, is that it, it hasn't worked so far. Two plus two is four every single time. And so for a long time, I've been doing two plus two and been like, where's the five at? You know, where's where's this five? Well, it's not there. And what I've learned that I, I, I the biggest thing I've had to change, which is part of the reason that I, I started calling my bad ideas brochure man, is to try and humanize it a little bit and to try and make it, not just this evil monster that doesn't get spoken about and that, that is just my own ball of shame that I that I hide with. Instead, it's like, let's put it out in the open, let's admit it, let's talk about it, let's be open about it, let's recognize it, and then let's forgive it, right? Let, I'm going to forgive myself for this stuff. Something that, that really struck me in the Feeling Good book, that book on cognitive behavioral therapy I was talking about, is he talks he explicitly addresses in that how if you if you if you let's say you have a goal like I do I want to lose weight and then I eat ice cream okay well now now my goal has been hindered by that right so I've got a problem in the the, the fact that I ate the ice cream is a problem in so much as that it is a challenge to me accomplishing my goal okay so that's already true it's already it's already one problem that I now have well now, if I if I go and make myself feel as horrible as I can and tell myself that I'm this, you know, fat person that's always going to be this way and this is the way I'm this reason I'm this way and just all these mean negative self self things te- self talk things I can say, well I'm really I'm just bargain shopping for problems because now I've got a second problem and the second problem is now I have reduced confidence in myself and reduced belief in myself, and I, and I feel bad, and I, I'm, not, I'm not better equipped to face my challenges, and I'm not better equipped to solve my problems, and I'm not better equipped to deal with the problem of eating the ice cream. Instead, all of the opposite of that is true. Now Now I feel worse. Now I feel less motivated. Now I'm less equipped. Now I'm not dealing with the problem of the ice cream. Instead, I'm dealing with the problem of how bad I feel. Right. And, and it doesn't solve the ice cream problem. Like the ice cream problem, and, and, this is actually an example he uses in the Feeling Good book. So I'll take it away from myself for a moment and, and put it back in, in the story that's in this book. He talks about, he's talking about a story he has with his patient where this guy eats ice cream and then makes himself out to be this monster. And the doctor says to him, Have you, um, is this the first why he said, the doctor says to him well, why did you eat the ice cream he says that to the patient who's overeaten and the patient says well I was bored and he says the doctor says oh is this the first time that you've ever eaten ice cream when you were bored and the patient says no I've done that for 20 years it's the reason that I am in the condition that I'm in it's the reason I have the, this weight to lose to begin with because this is this is the long standing habit that's caused this. and the doctor says well, have you had the opportunity to, to build a new habit, to build a new routine for whenever you feel bored, to replace the eating of the ice cream? And the patient says, no, I haven't done that. And the doctor says, well, then why do you feel guilty for doing something that you've done for 20 years? This idea that you shouldn't have the ice cream when you're bored doesn't actually make logical sense if you haven't done the work to actually replace that habit with a new one. So until you've done that, of course you're going to eat the ice cream because that's what you do. That is your habit. That is the routine. And you are a human being who is subject to habits and routines. You're not a monster for that. You're just a person. And so the the point is, is that, you know, if, if, if dealing with the overeating is the thing i need to solve well then really the the thing that needs to be done is to look at and understand why is the overeating happening what is the trigger for it what feeling does it does it bring what is it satisfying and then working to find something to replace that that habit with and finding something to replace that routine with because in the end i'm all you know i'm going back to myself and like i'm going to get bored right if if that if that's the reason I'm not going to be able to avoid boredom forever. So instead of trying to hedge against that, instead, I need to plan for when I get bored, what do I do instead that's not eating, right? And whenever you are mean to yourself and whenever you beat yourself up, you don't, you're not giving your mental energy to figuring out what I was just talking about. Instead, you're figuring out how awful you feel. And so this self-shaming again, I, I, I just, I I just, I don't know. It just, it resonated a lot with me. This idea again, that you're, you're bargain shopping, man, you're, you're getting two for one deals. You're cutting coupons for your problems, which sucks super bad. And then it starts to compound. And in my life, what's happened is I start compounding these problems. I start, I mean, I am, I am, I am awesome at, at finding great deals on problems. And then what happens is I get overwhelmed and then I just don't, I just stop trying to solve them. Right. I just start letting stuff snowball. And I just say that things that were problems aren't, aren't anymore because it's too overwhelming and I can't do it. And it's not, it's, it's, it does. It's not moving the needle. It's not making me happier. It's just creating a, a new cycle. And so I, I you know, I don't know if I've rambled too much here, but my point in all of this, again, is just you've got to love yourself and you've got to forgive yourself. And I know those things are cliches. And I know a lot of the stuff that I've talked about in these last six months is cliches, but that's because it's just true. <laughs> it's just, it's just accurate. And and I just cannot stress enough how important it is to have empathy for yourself because you can you can work on all sorts of other stuff. But if you, at the end of the day, can't, can't look at yourself in the mirror, right? If you, at the end of the day, don't know how to, to love yourself, then I think the other things, the other challenges that you have and other problems that you try and solve, I think they're going to come back over and over and over again. And I know they do for me. And that's why I think that's true for others, right? Because whenever you don't, loving yourself and, and knowing how to be kind to yourself and knowing how to forgive yourself and knowing how to have empathy for yourself and understand where you're coming from and understand that you're not a villain in your own life and that you're not a monster in your own life and that you're not your thoughts and you're not your behaviors and that those things are things that you can change, right? you can change all of that and you can make it whatever you want all of that is how you you find you find more peace and more happiness and happiness is not some end goal that you just achieve one day and you have it but it, it's i think for me at least when i think about it it's more just about being at peace with things and having harmony with things and all of that starts with having empathy for yourself and loving yourself um so I just, you know, if you're someone that already does this, then that that already is is in a good spot with having empathy for yourself, and that's awesome, that's awesome, and and you're ahead of the game, and you've got you've got nowhere to go but up. Um, but if you're someone that that finds yourself telling yourself that you're a bad person, or that you're a monster, or that you're a fuck up, or that you're whatever. Whatever negative thing you come up with, whatever phrasing you... Co- I've had some creative names for myself, so you might too. Um, I think that you're going to find that it's a struggle for a long time until until you can deal with that. because Because uh, <laughs> otherwise you just fill in that shopping cart up with way too many problems. And they don't help you solve each other, right? Feeling guilty and ashamed and miserable doesn't help you... Do something doesn't help you accomplish things and it seems like it would it feels like accountability it feels like you're doing the just right thing by holding yourself accountable um but it's not it's not it's not the thing that helps and it's not the thing that that gets you get you where you want to go anyway um I think I think I've probably said <laughs> said too much about uh, about that there I, again didn't mean to ramble um, it's just a really important topic to me. And it's a really important lesson for me. And I think it's something that, that everyone needs to hear. And I had never, again, that's why it opened up the way I did be, at the beginning of this episode. Because I didn't, I had I understood what it meant to forgive yourself if there was an accident. I didn't understand what it was to forgive myself when there wasn't an accident. And whether, when the problems happened on purpose. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope that you, you love yourself. And I hope that if you don't know how to do that, that you learn. Um, and I hope that, you know, if you don't know who to reach out to hit me up, email me Walker at the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, message me. I'll, I'll give you i I'll give you some books to read. I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. Um, I'm not a counselor or a coach, though. There are professionals out there that are really, really, really good. I I see a counselor now and a life coach, and love both. They're both excellent, and they I talk to them about different things, and they they've helped me uh, tremendously with understanding myself and just kind of learning how to how to navigate all this stuff. So I really encourage you to do uh, do something like that as well. Anyway, happy 2019. Thank you again for all the podcast listens. Uh, Have a happy New Year's Eve. And uh, yeah, get out there and love yourself. right guys well that is gonna do it for today's episode thank you so much again for all of the listens here in 2019 i'm eager to get out into 2020 and see what the year will bring Uh, thank you as always again to misha zarens for the music for the walk show and, and thanks again uh for all the help especially at the the front of the show there uh it really meant a lot and it really got us to where we are today man so it's awesome all right guys have a great week